Christmas and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. How many people are glad that Jesus was born 2,000 years ago? How many people are glad that someone told you about Jesus Christ? Amen. How many people, your life have been changed because you met Jesus? Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that we come to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, tonight, may the message speak to the heart of your people to build their faith, to help them to understand your will and your purpose for their life, Father. We ask for your presence. We ask for your glory. Ask for your Holy Spirit to be the best teacher to all of us tonight. We thank you for all this brother and sister in this room, Father. We pray, Father, that this coming year they shall be blessed. They shall see God in a different way, in a better way, and they will all become the blessing to the nations. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight I would like to share with you the message of Christmas. And the topic of the message is the miracles of Christmas. I would like to share about four miracles that happened on the first Christmas. And these miracles caused millions of people in the world to celebrate and caused a lot of offices and many, many places to shut down on the day of Christmas or the weekend of Christmas. In fact, normally I can set up surgery on Saturday and on Monday, but I call both hospitals, and they say you cannot set up elective cases on this Saturday and on Monday because we celebrate Christmas. And I hope that when the hospital workers say that, they understand the miracles of Christmas that I'm going to share tonight. Christmas is a big, big celebration for all over the world. The lights came up on the street, in a shopping mall, in many houses. And the four miracles that I would like to share tonight, number one is the miracle of who came on the first Christmas. The second miracle, how he came to the world. Number three, who he came for. And number three, why he came on the first Christmas. Many of you already know that Christmas is a time of remembering and celebrating the birth of the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to give us good news. And tonight we would like to learn about the four miracles that is related to you and me. The first miracle is that God himself came into the world on the first Christmas. When I was a young boy, I saw the American astronaut was walking on the moon. It was a big deal that man could walk on the moon. But to me, it's a bigger deal that God was walking on earth. He came into the world 2,000 years ago, and he was walking on earth. 2,000 years ago, God came into the world, and he died for us. He saved us 
from sin. In Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 to 16, he is, he means the Lord Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or principalities or powers. All things were created through him, mean to Jesus, and for him. The Bible says clearly that Jesus Christ is the visible image of God. Or in other words, Jesus was God. He was not just a regular normal man, but God himself named Jesus came into the world. When we celebrate Christmas, we don't celebrate the beginning of Jesus Christ because he was existing before the creation. Therefore, Christmas is a time of celebrating the first showing up of the Son of the living God. He came down from heaven and showed up on earth here. We celebrate the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It's not the beginning, but it's just the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the news is, He is coming back again the second time. Many people misunderstand. I remember when I was a young boy, I went to a Catholic school. I was a Buddhist. And the Catholic school talked about Jesus all the time. And I was thinking that Jesus was a good man. He was such a good religious leader. I thought that all the religions are the same. Many good religious leaders on earth here. And he was just a good leader. But later on, I find out that he was not just a good leader. He claimed to be God. When a person claims to be God, it means that he is either the person he claimed to be or he is something else. There are three options or three possibilities when a person claims to be God. For example, I'm standing up here and tell you that, you know, Pastor Lao is a good man. Some of you will nod your head. Some of you may, mm, I'm not sure he's a good man. I know my wife will nod her head. If I say that I am a good teacher, some of you who feel that I am your coffee cup, you will say, yes, he's a good teacher. But some of you who like other preacher may say, I'm not sure he's a good preacher. But when I'm standing up here and say, I am God, and you need to worship me, and you need to follow me all the days of your life, and I created the heavens and the earth, the story will be changed. I believe many of you will look at me like, what? He claimed to be God? I believe that he is nuts. I believe he's crazy. He needs to go to the mental institute. He is not God. Oh, some of you may say that, oh, he's a big liar. He's a great liar in the world. He claimed to be God. No way. Pastor Lao is not God. So only three possibilities. Jesus is a real God, or Jesus is not, or he's a lunatic, or he is a big liar. But for me, Jesus is God. He claimed in John chapter 10 verse 30, I and my Father, which means God the Father, are one. It's a big deal that God from heaven left His home and came down on earth. It's a great miracle that God came into the world. It's such a great miracle to the point that today, internationally, people all over the world, every time they write the date, for example, December 25th, year 2011, they are trying to say, according to the calendar, that God, Jesus, was born 2011 years ago. His birth split the calendar from B.C., which is English word, before Christ, from A.D. 
AD come from Latin word is Anno Domini, which means the year of the Lord. The year that Jesus was born is AD 1, and today is AD 2011. Jesus' birth is the reference point in the international calendar all over the world. Every time you write a check and put the date on, you are telling the whole world that Jesus was born 2,011 years ago. It's amazing. God came to the earth 2,000 years ago. Amen. That's the first miracle. Everyone say God came into the world. The second miracle is how God came into the world. God could have chosen so many ways to come into the world. He could come into the flashlight in the sky. Or he could have come like a Superman flying down into the sky and say, "I'm God." He could have come like a big guy with white long beard and a big spear in his hand and stand on Mount Rainier and yell out loud for Mount Rainier that I'm the living God came into the world. Or he could have chosen another way. He could have come like a Jedi, like a Yoda. Oh, he could have come like a Darth Vader with a black suit and stand in front of you, but Jesus did not come that way. The Bible say in the book of Philippians chapter four, Christ gave up his place as God and made himself nothing. He was born to be a man and became like a servant. When he was living as a man, he humbled himself. The Bible say that God chose to come into the world as a man like you and me. He became one of us. He came into the world as a baby. He came into the world the way you and I came into the world. How many people came into the world just pop show up in the hospital? How were you born? Everyone in this room were born out of the womb of your mom. The same thing. Jesus was born from the womb of a woman named Mary. He was born. He came into the world as a baby. Why did he come into the world as a baby? Because he want to tell you that he did not come to scare you. He come to save you. No one is scared of baby. How many people love baby? I love babies, but I cannot be a gynecologist. <laughs> I love baby, and I think you love baby. When Jesus came into the world, he came as a baby. Why he chose to become a baby? Why he chose to come in the form of a man like you and me? The reason is that he wants you to know him and have a personal relationship with him. God knows everything about you. God knows what has happened to you in the past. God knows about your future. God knows what you think, your emotion, your feeling, your desire. God knows everything about you. But many of you don't know God yet. And God wants you to know Him. If I want an ant to know me, I need to come down to be an ant. The same thing. In order for God to communicate with us, He need to become a man like us, so we can see His facial expression, so we can see His eye contact, so He can hear the tone of His voice. He wants to communicate with us. He wants to have relationship with us. He grew up as a human being, as a man, and he lived a holy. Perfect life, and one day he went to the cross, and he said, "I love you so much." He stretched out his arm on the cross, and he tell the whole world, he tell you and me, "This is how much I loved you. This is how much I love you." I stretched my arm on the cross. Jesus came into the world as a man, and I believe that during those 33 years of his life, he went through childhood, he went through toddler, he went through hunger, tiredness, he felt exhausted sometime. He faced pressure of life. 
He has the same need. He need to eat. He need to sleep. He faced some disappointments. He was mistreated. He was criticized. He was misunderstood by people. I think all of you have gone through all of these things: hunger, tiredness. Why he has to go through all of this for 30 years before he went out to preach the gospel, so that he can understand you, what you are going through, so that he can fully understand mankind, how we have to live on earth here, and not only that, we can understand him because he came into the world as a man. This is the second miracle. When I was a young man, sometime in the quiet evening of my life, I came back from the school and I asked myself these questions. I asked. Where did I come from? Did I come really from monkey? Monkey never make hairstyle, but I know how to comb my hair. Monkey never make sushi, and bun thit nướng and steak. But we know how to make sushi and sashimi and bun thit nướng and steak and pizza. I was thinking, do I really come from monkey? And what is the purpose of my life on earth here? Why do I live on earth here? I just live on earth here just to live day by day. Go to school, get a job, get married, and die. Is that the whole purpose of life? Why am I on earth here? I did not know the answer. As a Thai boy at that time, I have seen many demons and evil spirit. Even my wife saw evil spirit in her home and in my home. We saw the spiritual world. And my question come up: After I die, where am I going? I gonna be reincarnated? I gonna come back again to be like a pig and a dog and a cat? Or I gonna go to hell, or am I going to heaven? Where am I going after I die? All these questions came to my mind when I was a young man, and I did not know the answer. But now, after I came to know Jesus, I know the answer that I did not come from an ape. I was created by the living God, and He came into the world in the form of man that He created. And not only that, after I die, I know where I'm going. I know that I have a mansion in heaven. Amen. I have the purpose of life. Many of you may have this question: that why did God create us? God created us so that He can love us. He needs the relationship. We are the object of His love. He wants to love us, and He wants us to love Him back. That's why He came like a baby, and we can see Jesus as a man that we can love. Amen. It's a big tragedy if we went through life without knowing our Creator. We will never become happy or fulfilled until we know that we are loved by our Creator and we can love Him back. Amen. The love of God gives us the most security in our life, even though the whole world rejects us. But we know and we know and we know that God loves us, no matter what happened to our life, no matter who we are. Amen. That is the reason why Jesus came into the world as human. That is the second miracle of Christmas. God show up in the world. God walk on earth here, and God came into the world not as a Jedi, but came into the world as a human being. And number three, the third miracle, God came to ordinary people like you and me. Luke chapter two verse seven, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Luke chapter two verse sixteen. So they, the shepherds, hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. I thank God that God did not come for only a few selected people in the special society. I thank God that Jesus did not come for the people of the privileged class or people who belong to a special society. 
But Jesus came for ordinary people like all of us. Oh, that gave me so much security in my heart. I remember when I first moved to the U.S. I could not speak English very well, and I did so many many weird things according to American culture because I grew up in Thailand. Never forgot that day at Harborview Hospital when I was standing. Behind a bed in the ICU, three American doctors walk in. They are big, tall, blonde hair, very handsome men. I was so small and dressed weird because I was from Thailand. Could not speak English very well. They walk in and they look at me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes, like this. Who is this Asian man? Is he a a new worker in the hospital? They don't know that I'm a neurosurgeon from Thailand. They look at me like this, up and down from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. At the beginning, my thought come up: Do you not know that I'm a third degree taekwondo black belt, and I can jump across this bed and side kick on you? I, that's my first thought, because I feel so discriminated and so looked down upon to me as an Asian doctor. But right away, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, son. Even though you cannot speak English very well, and you are an ordinary man in the eyes of these people, but I came for you. I died for you. I came 2,000 years ago to die for you, and now you are my son. You are a son of the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And when I heard that voice from the Holy Spirit, I smiled at them. Stop thinking about side kick, front kick, jump kick. And taekwondo, and then I love them and be nice to them. In a few months, all of these American doctors in Harborview Hospital became my friend, and they liked me so much because I did not react to them. I was able to do that because I was so convinced that Jesus Christ came for an ordinary man like me, who is not perfect, who have made mistake, who could not speak English very well in America, speak with accent. Thank God that Jesus was not born in a five-star hotel with a bodyguard and guns and tanks around that no one can visit him. He was not born in a big hotel or palace. He was born in a stable or a barn of animals, surrounding by the stench of the animal or the bad odor of the animal. Not only that, his parents put him in a manger. Manger is a feed box of cattle. They put hay. They put wheat in there. And the nose and the mouth of the cattle would dig in there, and the saliva came down into the manger. That was not a good place for the Son of God, the baby, to lie there. But God wants to tell all of us that He came in an ordinary way, so that ordinary people like you and me can approach Him. On that day, the angel of heaven did not invite religious leaders. They did not invite people of royalty. They did not invite political figures. They did not invite people of celebrity. They invited the shepherds. The shepherds in that generation were like the outcasts or the nobodies. They worked in a low kind of job. They were poor and have a stinky job. Their body smelled because they are around animals. But the angels invited the shepherds. God invited by the star the wise men from the east. So God tried to tell us that no matter what background you have, you may be PhD or master degree, or you may be just working ordinary job in the office, or you may be a farmer. You have no money that much. No matter what background you have, if you're seekers and you want to know God, God invites you to come to know Him. He come for every person like you and me who are willing to seek God. I talked to Pastor Dad this morning. As a pastor for many years, I realize now that not everybody. Is seeking God. 
And I thank God that I and my family is seeking God. We want to know Jesus more and more. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 14, in one translation, Christ became a human being and He lived here on earth among us. Everyone say, among us. The message translation say, Jesus became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Wow. Jesus was one of the guys in the neighborhood. He was walking among other people in Nazareth. He moved into our neighborhood. Why did the Bible say that? Because he wanted to have relationship with us. Amen. He did not come in with a Rolls Royce, a fancy car, with the, all the police blocked the road out so that no one can stand around with a lot of soldiers with a gun and no one could see anybody in that car because the window is tinted and also bulletproof. He was walking on earth among people. People can touch him, see him, and talk to him. It means that God meet us where we are. No matter what background you have, you may be Americans, you may be Asians, you may be African, you may be from Japan or from Taiwan. Wherever you are, whoever you are, or maybe your background, you may be a nasty person in the past. Or you may be such a nice person. God say to you, wherever you are, whoever you are, I come to meet you where you are. And I want to be your friend. I want to have a personal relationship with you. I am accessible. Everyone say, God is accessible. God is approachable. He is in our neighborhood. I can talk to him. That is the third miracle. Are you glad? Look at the fourth miracle. The fourth miracle not only that God came into the world, not only that God chose to be in the human body, not only that God came for all kinds of people, ordinary people. Number four, God came for our benefit. Let me read the benefits in the Bible. I will read only three benefits here. John chapter 18, verse 37, this is all what Jesus said. I was born for this purpose. I came to bring truth to the world. John chapter 10, verse 10 say, I came to give you life, life in all its fullness. John chapter 12, verse 47, I came to save the world, not to judge it. Jesus, the first Christmas gift from God, big box, has a little, little gift inside. And he said that I came to benefit you. He came to give us truth, life and forgiveness and salvation. What does it mean, truth? The truth about yourself. When I was a young boy in that Catholic school, all of my friends hated me because I was so arrogant. I was so selfish. This is a true story. Pastor Da can witness that. She knew me since I was in the grade school. She knew me that I was so very selfish and very arrogant. All of my friends in the school deserted me. I did not know until 1981. I came to know Jesus. And when I read his word, his truth started to show me how nasty I was. And it began to change. I need to know the truth about myself. I need to know the truth about who I am. What God made me to be. Now I know that God made me to be a pastor. So I can walk like a pastor. You need to know who you are. The truth about yourself. The truth about God. That God wants you to know Him. And the truth about your life. You can live your life in two ways. You live your life on the foundation of the truth that will bring you to blessing, will bring you to life and life forevermore. Or you can live your life on the foundation of faulty information or lies or deception. If you live your life on those kind of information, I can guarantee you will make wrong decision 
and you will have unnecessary stress and unwanted problems in your life. This is what I always share with my patient all the time. Every day I meet my patient, I will say like this: "Mr. So and So, I look at your X-ray and I'm not happy. I need to order two more tests." And the patient look at my eyes: "More tests, more money. I have to pay more." And I say to them, "I need the test because as a surgeon, the right information." The clear information make me make the right decision and right diagnosis, and the right surgery and a good outcome. If I get the bad information, the X-ray look blur, not clear. I make wrong diagnosis, I make wrong surgery, and you're gonna have a bad outcome. That's why you heard all the time in society in the website that back surgery is bad. I believe one of the reasons because the surgeon make the wrong kind of surgery on the patient because of the wrong information at the time of decision making. I'm a very careful person to get the right information, and many times God even show me the truth. I put the X-ray up, and God show me the truth that here, 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 fix that, fix this, fix this. I fix all of them, and the patient came out no pain. Why? Because God show me the truth. We make decision on the basis of the truth from heaven. Amen. The truth about patient, the truth about yourself, the truth about God, the truth about life, the truth about people. You shouldn't marry that person because that truth gonna save your headache and save your life from many problems in this life. Amen. How many people want to know truth? Jesus say, "I come to give you truth." Amen. And the truth will set you free. And one of the truth that I want to share with you in this Christmas is that you matter to God. Everyone say, "I matter to God." You matter to God so much that God was willing to leave His home in heaven and came down into the world in a human form in Palestine. And then He grew up as a perfect man. He was willing to die on the cross, resurrected, and then will come back again to meet you and say, "Come with me and live with me in heaven for eternity." He loved you so much that He came in the first Christmas. He said, "I come to give you life." Many people think that they are living, but they are not living. They are existing. They wake up in the morning, go to work, come back home, eat, wash dishes, watch TV, and go to bed. Wake up the next morning, go to work, and that's what I was before I came to know Jesus Christ. Live day by day, no happiness, could not sleep, have bad relationship, sick all the time, unhappy all the time, get mad at people all the time. I was not living; I was existing until one day Christ came into my life, and I start to live the life that is abundant. Abundant life that God gave to me, the life with purpose, the life that have meanings, the life that is significant, the life that has protection of God, the joy and the peace, the strength, the grace of God upon my life. Wow! That's why, as Christian, we want to tell people, the Lord Jesus Christ is the answer to you. Amen. Not only that, the last thing, the last benefit is that Jesus came to save you. You can go to heaven. Heaven is a perfect place. There is no sin in heaven. There is no sinner in heaven. There is no sorrow, no sadness, no sickness, no hospital, no chiropractor, no neurosurgeon, no nursing in the hospital. It's perfect place. And imperfect people cannot go into heaven. And when I know that from the Bible, I know that I'm not a candidate to go to heaven because I'm not perfect. How many people think that you are perfect and you never sin, you never make mistake? Raise your hand up. I know that we all out of the window. We cannot get into heaven for sure. God knows that Plan A doesn't work. We cannot get to heaven by our own perfection. So God has the Plan B. What is the Plan B? This is Plan B. God sent His Son into the first Christmas. He grew up as a perfect man, never sinned. He performed miracles. 
he showed that he is the living God, and then he died on the cross. And on the cross, the Bible says he received all the punishment and the consequences of our mistakes and wrongdoing and sin upon him. And on the cross, the Bible says he gave us who believe in him. There is a unreasonable exchange. He received our unrighteousness of sin, and he gave us righteousness. So when we come to know Jesus by position, we become perfect and righteous right away. So when I die and leave this world to go to heaven, when I stand in the pearly gate of heaven, the angel come out and ask me, "What basis do you want to come in?" And I can say, "It's not the basis of my perfection. The reason I can get into heaven because I believe in Jesus and I receive His perfection upon me. I'm clothed with His righteousness. I'm righteous because of His righteousness." So I can get to heaven. That is called salvation. And salvation is not only go to heaven, but salvation includes healing, health, protection, preservation, wisdom, victory, prosperity, everything that we can have victory on earth here. Jesus died on the cross to give us salvation. I read a Christmas card which say like this: If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need on earth Has been technology. God would have sent us a scientist on the Christmas day. If our greatest need has been money, God would have sent us an accountant. If our greatest need has been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness and salvation. God therefore sent us a savior, and his name is Jesus. When we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the first coming. Of the Son of the Living God, He showed up as a human. He came to all ordinary people like you and me, and not only that, He came to give us great benefit. He can save us only we can stop saving ourselves. Amen. Before I became a Christian, the Buddhist philosophy say you save yourself. You have to help yourself to go to heaven. After many years, I learned that I cannot save myself. I need a savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. I'm glad that I don't need to save myself anymore. How many people can operate on your own brain tumor? If you have a brain tumor, how many people can do that? No one. You need a doctor, is that right? Jesus is our doctor. We need the doctor. We need him. Amen. When I first came to the U.S., I noticed that people buy gift during Christmas, and the question come up in my mind because this is not a practice in Thailand. The question come in my mind: Where did this whole deal or idea of gift giving during Christmas come about? And the Lord spoke to me in the Book of Romans, chapter six, verse twenty-three. The Bible say, "All of us need to be made right with God by His grace, which is a free gift. We need to be made free from sin through Jesus Christ." I understand now that the idea of giving gift came from the Lord. Two thousand years ago, He gave His first gift to all of us, and His name is Jesus Christ. That's why Christian practice giving gift to one another. Unfortunately, many people have heard about Christmas. They say Happy Holidays. They even buy gift to one another in America. They celebrate Christmas. They enjoy the day off, the special day off on Monday. But they do not know that God has given them the wonderful gift. Jesus Christ, and they never unwrap the gift. All these years, they go to church, but they never unwrap the gift. How do you feel if somebody give you the gift and you never unwrap that gift? I think you will feel sad. Is that right? Are we going to unwrap the gift this afternoon before the Thai service? After this, we're going to have to run back home to be with our grandchildren and unwrap all the gift. 
And I believe that my kids and my grandkids are going to be happy to see all that gift. Thank God that they don't wait until Resurrection Sunday to unwrap the gift because the Christmas tree in my house is going to stay there too long, <laughs> taking too much space. I'm glad that they're going to unwrap the gift. I pray that today you unwrap the gift that God gave to you. His name is Jesus Christ. Maybe you think you are a Christian, and you are a Christian. I don't argue with you. But today, God wants to tell you that let's get closer to Jesus. Let's serve Him. Let's understand the purpose of your life. He came to die for you. Let's give our life to Jesus fully, not just only 50% of our life. Wholeheartedly give our life to Jesus. He came so that we don't have guilt of the past sin. He came so that we can have peace, victory, and fruitfulness today. And He came so that we can have a guaranteed future mansion in heaven. We don't have to be afraid of death anymore. We don't have to be concerned about future because Jesus holds our future. Let's give our life totally to Jesus today. Our gift of Christmas from God. Amen. Let's say at the same time, thank you, Lord, for the first gift of Christmas. His name is Jesus. How many people want to unwrap that gift one more time today? Or the first time today? Raise your hand up. Amen. Let's pray together to unwrap that gift, to have Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Pray with me. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the first Christmas that Jesus Christ was your first gift. Today, I want to proclaim, I want to confess that Jesus Christ is the truth, the life, and the way to heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior, being my Lord. Teach me, Lord, the truth of life. Give me abundant life. Give me forgiveness and salvation. We thank you so much, Jesus. From today on, I commit my life to you. You are my Lord. I will serve you. I will read the Bible. I will pray. I will build your church. I will grow up spiritually to be a mature person to represent you in my office, in my school, in my house. And when people see me, they will see you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give a mighty hand of praises to the Lord together for the Christmas gift. This message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. And Merry Christmas.
Christ the King.